Welcome to a special March Madness episode of the Plugged In Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Chatterjee, and for our special guest this week, uh, really excited to have a good friend of mine, no better voice, to walk us through our brackets, get them ready, give us a feel for the NCAA tournament. Proud to welcome to the Plugged In Podcast, uh, my good friend, former Duke basketball legend and NCAA champion, NBA champion with the Miami Heat, all-around great guy, Shane Battier. Welcome to the Plugged In Podcast. My man, Neil, it's always a pleasure to chop it up with you. Thanks for having me. Well, let's chop it up right off the bat. Uh, this tournament uh, will be Coach K's final tournament. I know he's been a significant figure in your life. You were back on campus for his final home game. Uh, walk our listeners through what that experience was like, uh, kind of what Coach K has meant to you, and uh, and how you think uh, his team might do uh, the next couple of weeks. Well, I, I had a, a an amazing fortune, pleasure of being in the house at Cameron uh, for his last game there. And, uh, you know, the, the clunker aside, losing to Carolina, um, it was impossible not to just look around and feel so lucky and grateful to be a part of something so special. The 42 years, and we're all, all the old players are back. He had nine, over 90 players that played for him uh, back on campus for that game. And we're all lined up uh, in the hallway, ready to, to go out and, and walk Coach, Coach K out for one last time. And we're just looking around. And J.J. Redick and I are hitting each other, saying, like, how lucky are we? You know, how, how lucky are we to, to be a part of something that's so amazing for so long? <laughs> and we felt like little kids. You know, seeing Grant Hill and, and Christian Leitner and, and all, all the guys we, we grew up watching. And, um, you know, the beauty of Coach K was he was so focused on just beating Carolina that he didn't want it to be about him. Uh, but it was impossible not to appreciate that it was about him. And um, it just, just, you know, very, very fortunate to play there for, for my four years and be part of such a great, uh, a great brotherhood and a great, a great program. Give us a little bit of background about how you wound up with Coach K at Duke. Now, for our listeners who may not know, you're a Michigan guy. Uh, you know, uh, went to the same uh, uh, grade school or high school as Chris Weber. How did you wind up at Duke and not at uh, Michigan? <laughs> well, by the time I was a senior, I, I was ready to leave the state. Um, I don't, I've always been a very independent person, and it was time for me to make my mark somewhere else. And, uh, you know, Coach K, he, he is the best at knowing what button to push on every player that comes through that door. And for me, he got me uh, in, in the room when I was a high school junior. And while I had other coaches promise me playing time and shots and minutes and starting positions, Coach K never did that. Coach K only promised me one thing. He said, Shane, I'll promise you the opportunity to earn playing time every single day in practice. And if you're good enough, you'll play. And so that was my button. You know, I'm, I'm a competitive son of a gun. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm good enough, Coach K. I don't, I don't know about Elton Brand. I don't know about these other guys, but I'm going to play. And so he pushed that competitive button for me. And, uh, you know, I had to prove him wrong, but I was that, that guy. I was that dude. And uh, I am happy to say that was probably the best decision of, uh, of my life. <laughs> well, I'd say it worked out for both of you. Three-time NCAA Defensive Player of the Year. 
uh, two final fours, and uh, uh, or two or three final fours. Two final fours. Two final, two fours, final fours. NCAA champion, most outstanding player. Uh, you had a great run there. Had a great run uh, in the NBA, and now it's got to be pretty wild to see a lot of your 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 buddies, your former teammates, you know, kind of making their way in the world. I mentioned Michigan, your former Miami Heat teammate, Juwan Howard, coach there. Uh, I know our mutual friend Trajan Langdon, GM. Uh, of the Pelicans. Um, I mean, is it pretty wild now seeing all these guys you came up with now moving into to coaching and executive positions throughout the basketball world? Well, I tell, let me tell you what, you know, after being back at Duke and hanging out with Trajan and, and Mike Dunleavy and, and then JJ Reddick, who's now a media mogul, you know, we're, we're all the same knuckleheads. We just have better titles now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's great. It's great to see. Um, you know, the guys I went to school with, we had about nine guys back. And it's just, it's just great to see the lessons that we learned from Coach K, um, really having a real-world uh, impact. And we have, we have strong fathers and, and strong professionals. And so it's, it's neat to see everybody's progression beyond, beyond our time at Duke. Well, I definitely want to get into that with you uh, for our listeners to get a sense of, uh, of what you're doing today because I think it's really interesting. But before we get there, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's March Madness time. The brackets just came out. Uh, uh, give our listeners your take. Uh, you know, who's cutting the nets down in New Orleans? Uh, uh, does, does Coach K walk out on top? Uh, give us your picks. Well, you, as, as a Duke basketball fan now, you always, you always fill out two brackets, right? You, you, you have your, your, your heart bracket that always has Duke winning the championship. And that's, that, that hasn't changed in the 20 years since I graduated. I always do one with Duke winning because uh, you always believe in your team. And then the other one, you know, you, you, you do some more research and that's the one you, 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 you try to capture a scenario if Duke loses. And so um, I was looking at my bracket yesterday. It's a, it's a wide open tournament. It, re- it really, really is. Um, you know, the, the great teams are very young. Um, the more senior teams have, you know, probably get a better guard play and a little more experience, but a little less talent. And so I think this thing is really, really wide open. You know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, uh, to see a, a weakness in Gonzaga. They're really good. You know, Mark View is one of the best coaches in America. Uh, they got Drew Timmy and they got Chet Holmgren. Um, they're really, really stacked. I know Duke beat them early in the season. They played great. Um, and so, I'm excited. I think we're going to see some upsets. I think we're going to see some buzzer beaters. I think it's going to be a really good wide open tournament. So looking at Duke's draw and speaking of, you know, you said a lot of the great teams are younger. Uh, if, if the brackets hold, they get Texas tech in the sweet 16. That's an older team. That's a veteran team. That's a physical team. Uh, you think that's a tricky matchup for, uh, for your blue devils. It's always a tricky matchup when you play an experienced team in March, um, you know, for all, all the freshmen at Duke, they never, they never played in the tournament. And so if you've never played in the tournament, you, it's a diff, it's a different game. And you walk in that gym and the air is different because there's a finality and you know, someone is ending their season today and uh, uh, you know, great competitors embrace that challenge. And if you're not a great competitor, it, it can get to you. Uh, but look, you know, we, we have the go on the sideline. I'm sure the, the pregame message will be uh, the right one after doing this for, for 42 years. But uh, it, it's going to be a, a tough battle. Texas Tech is pretty good. So, you know, I'm a Kentucky guy. Uh, in Coach Cal, I trust. 
Uh, I'm looking at their draw, and and uh, you know you've got an injured Baylor uh, as the one seed. Uh, you know their body of work was fantastic. They're the defending champs, but they don't have the bodies that you know that gave that body of work. Uh, what do you think about my my Wildcats uh, coming out of the, uh, the the region there? The well, East? well, well. First of all, you know you always honor conference champions. So you, you know you, ne- you never overlook St. Peter's. You know they're 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 champion, so you, you honor that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, their second round matchup. Those are two sleeper teams that I said uh, you got to look out for the the giant killers here in Murray State and San Francisco. Those, those are two really good teams, and I'm shocked that they're playing each other the first round. But Kentucky's going to have their hands full in the second round with either one of those teams. Um, if they make it past them, Purdue is always super tough. Um, well coached, Matt Painter. They got some size. They got you know Jaden Ivey, who's first team All American. Um, actually, the 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 son of my high school point guard, uh, Javen Hunter. So I'm I'm, I'm cheering for him. Uh, so and then you got Baylor if, if they get to the, the regional finals. So Kentucky does not have an easy path. I think there are a lot of really good teams in the uh, the East bracket. What do you think of the Midwest? You know, Iowa looked really impressive, uh, you know, talking about conference champions, conference tournament champions. Um, they're the fifth seed there. Um, uh, thoughts on who might come out of that region? You know, Iowa is a trendy pick, and that's my pick as well. <laughs> you look, you know, there's no way they're uh, they're five seed. You know, they have the number three offense in America, um, some, some really good, uh, some really good players. They're at home and right there in the Midwest. You know, you look at Kansas, Creighton, Iowa, you know, they're going to have great followings all right there in the, mid, in the Midwest. So, okay, Kansas is really, really good. But I, I have Iowa coming out of that bracket, actually, um, as, as, as a five seed. I think they're much uh, underappreciated. So give me your final four. Who's, uh, who, who's in New Orleans? Not the, the Duke love bracket, but the actual bracket that, uh, that you're submitting uh, to, to, to wager on. Not that you would wager, although it's legal everywhere now, so it's not a big deal anymore. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go um, with Gonzaga because I think they're the best team right now, playing as well as anybody. Um, I'm going to go Baylor. I'm going to go Iowa. And my sleeper of all sleepers, I haven't heard this name at all. I looked at the matchups. They have favorable matchups. Going Houston Cougars. In the final four, a five seed coming through the uh, the south. So I got two five seeds and two one seeds in the final four. You got to got to have some variance. And never, I like it's it. never chalk, never chalk. I like it. I like it. It's a random number generation distribution, <laughs> which you and I have discussed at length. I love it. You know, look, Houston's been there for a couple of years now. That's a strong program down there, and uh, uh, I, you know, I I don't know that that's as much. I, you're right. We haven't been hearing much about Houston. Uh, in, in the various analyses that have been taking place since the brackets came out, but uh, they've been there and they've been deep into the tournament uh, the yeah. last uh, the last few years. Uh, yeah. So uh, obviously, Shane, your your knowledge of basketball is uh, is unparalleled, and you've had such a fantastic career in that arena. But what I think is really cool and uh, uh, what 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 makes you uh, just such a uh, fascinating person to talk to is you've got myriad interests outside of sports and i've been so impressed at how you've sort of you know uh, uh, uh are building an identity outside of basketball and outside of sports can you tell our listeners that plugged in uh, what you're uh, working on today well i um i'm very lucky uh to, to be exposed to so many really interesting people you know you neil and, and uh, all the great work you've done with, with with the government and um 
I have a new thesis on life. I just want to be able to spend my time with super interesting people on really interesting projects. And I stepped down from my job as the vice president of analytics for the Miami Heat last year. And I'm very proud of the uh, the department that we that we built uh, there. So extensive analytics um, experience. But now I'm uh, I'm trying to vary my experiences. I'm, I serve on a, on a few boards. I'm on the boards of a public company called Yext. Uh, technology company. Um, I helped uh, raise the SPAC with the BOA uh, Acquisition Corporation. Um, I'm joining the board of a, of a private restaurant roll-up brand here as, as well. Um, my uh, my you know my other job is running the Battier Take Charge Foundation, uh, which Neil you, you you've been a great friend of the, of the foundation, and over the last twelve years we've been able to disperse an award over $2.5 million in college scholarships for some amazing kids and, and at-risk situations. Um, and I continue to invest and I continue to do some public speaking. Um, I coached my son in eighth grade basketball this year, which was an amazing, amazing experience. And so uh, I'm very blessed to have a, a wider range of, of, uh, of experiences and, and, and connections. And it's, it's different every day, which is what I'm looking for in my life right now. Well, I think that's fascinating. Uh, tell our listeners how that uh, eighth grade basketball coaching experience wind up. <laughs> well, so I'm super proud. I'm, my son's a pretty good ball player. He's about six two in the eighth grade, and uh, we were able to win the championship. And my son won the uh, the MVP of the tournament. And so um, I never got nervous when I played because I, I knew I put the work in. But watching your watching your kids play and coach them. Um, I got a little nervous. And so we, when he won the MVP, we won the championship. I, I got pretty emotional. So I didn't cry when I won the championship. I cried when my son won the championship. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, talk a little bit. So, so the Take Charge Foundation, which uh, I've been uh, uh, honored to, uh, to participate with over the years, you know, uh, talk about the importance of, of education in your life. You know, today there's so much focus around college basketball and, and, and one and done guys and folks going right into the league and using their NCAA experience as, as a platform to get into the league. You were a four-year guy at Duke and, and you took your academics seriously. And, and I love that you're trying to instill that in the, in the next generation. Can you just talk a little bit about what led you to found Take Charge and, and, and the impact that it's having on young people's lives? Well, you know, I was super lucky to be six foot eight when I was in eighth grade and have a lot of opportunities uh, through basketball. And I think I've, I, I maximize those opportunities and I feel blessed to have the ride that uh, I had. But I realized there are kids who were like, just like me, uh, who had the determination, the drive, the passion, focus, and, and the ambition to do big things, but didn't have the opportunity. And so I made a pledge to myself. If I ever made it, made it big, it was up to me to find help find kids who were just like me, same situation, but not six eight, <laughs> and create opportunities for them through education. And so uh, my wife, um, Heidi, and, and our executive director, Newell Fleming, they, you know, and Beth, Beth Sobis, um, do an amazing job of, of, of offering mentorship and opportunities and college scholarships and, and programming to, to uh, really, really special um, uh, kids uh, who, just, who just need a shot. We just need a shot. And, you know, we're so proud of the alumni of our, the, the Take Charge Foundation. If you go to Battier Take Charge, you can read battiertakecharge.org. 
you can read all about our scholars, but we have a, a few lawyers in our program now. We have, we have our first doctoral candidate. Uh, we have a lot of, of great professionals. And it's just amazing um, to be able to share our success and our platform to raise others up. And I think it's incumbent unto us all, um, as blessed and lucky as we are, to, to lift up our neighbor and to, uh, to lift up our communities. It's pretty amazing stuff. You know, uh, Shane, I, I've so enjoyed, you know, getting to know you and watch you over the years. You and I were privy to a conversation with an individual who will go undisclosed, a very prominent individual. I was just a fly on the wall. He was there to meet with you. Uh, but it was one of the more interesting conversations I've ever had the privilege to, to listen to. And he talked about dividing your life up into thirds. And he stated very clearly that you, Shane Battier, had won the first third of your life and that a lot of people who win the first third uh, kind of take it easy the the latter two-thirds of their life and he really encouraged you to hit the second third of your life with the same energy and vigor as you did uh, the first third and I just got to say uh, I, I, I see it I see that you are putting in you know the effort and the time uh, in the second third of your life much as you did in the first third you're doing good and you're doing right uh, by your family, by your community. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's really, uh, uh, it, it's been an honor and a privilege to watch you in action. Well, I'm very blessed to have amazing people around me, and I, and I count you uh, in, in that circle as well, my friend. <laughs> we've we've come a long, a long ways from meeting at the Kentucky Derby many, many, many moons ago. Well, Shane Battier, uh, thank you for uh, for all you do. Thank you for your basketball insights and analysis. And uh, thank you for your friendship and for joining me on this special edition of the Plugged In Podcast. All right. Thanks, Neil.